Merry meeting, blessed be. Welcome one and all to the Spiral Dance. Welcome to this week's edition of the Spiral Dance. I'm Hawthorne, and I'm very happy you could join me. We're just listening to the Moors with the blessing and descent of the goddess Bridget. Well, you know, if you think that Yule was a long time ago, you're right. We're at the middle point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. It's perfectly natural to want to jump up and down and start acting like spring is here. Folly, pure folly. 
watch out if the weather is fine on Inbulk. You might find yourself shoveling the driveway on Estara. But before that, let's take some time to honor the goddess Bridget, the triple goddess of poetry, healing, and smithcrafting. I'm going to enjoy some Trace Leche's cake as well. Going to have the spiral dance spell week towards the end of the show. That is all coming up for you. Right now, here is music from Jenna Green with Bridget here on the Spiral Dance with Hawthorne.
midwife of mystery, open the door. Infant of the infinite, come you in. Let there be welcome to the newborn truth. Let there be welcome to the spring of the year. In cold and darkness you are traveling. In warmth and brightness you will arrive. May the blessed time of Imbolc kindle the soul of all beings, bringing birth to innocence and integrity. From the depths to the heights, from the heights to the depths, in the heart of every soul. That was a threshold invocation for the festival of Imbolc. It is to be said at your front door of your house on the eve of Imbolc on 1st of February. Imbolc is most commonly held on the 2nd of February. This is about halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, and so it's known as a cross-quarter Sabbath. Thus, it's considered to be one of the four more important Sabbaths. The Irish word imbolc derives from the Old Irish imbolc, meaning in the belly, and this refers to the pregnancy of ewes. Some neo-pagans use the word oi milk, meaning ewes milk, as a name for the festival. Imbolc is mentioned in some of the earliest Irish literature, and there is evidence that it's been an important date since ancient times. It was originally a pagan festival associated with the goddess Bridget, who is the goddess of fire, healing, fertility, and is the muse of the poets. We honor Bridget in her maiden aspect. Bride is the daughter of the Dagda, the good god. She is the protector and the preserver to protect, nurture, and encourage fruitfulness in the land, for the land is the source and foundation of all life. Bridget is a triple goddess that's said to always appear as three sisters named Bridget. Her spheres of influence are poetry, smithcraft, and healing. She is the patroness of the druids and the bards. Bridget's sacred bird is the oyster catcher, which is said to guide people who are under her protection. Her mother is Bon, cow goddess of the white moon and goddess of the Boyne River in Ireland, making cows her sacred animals. She is also associated with the white mare, the serpent, and red-eared white-bodied hounds who guide travelers to the other world. The date of Imbolc is thought to have been significant in Ireland since the Neolithic period. This is based on the alignment of some megalithic monuments. For example, at the Mound of Hostages on the Hill of Terra, the inner chamber is aligned with the rising sun on the dates of Imbolc and Samhain. In Gaelic Ireland, Imbolc was the festival marking the beginning of spring during which great feasts were held. This is attested to in some of the earliest Old Irish literature from the 10th century onward. Studies by folklorists from the 18th century to 20th centuries tell us how Imbolc was celebrated then and shed some light on how it may have been celebrated in the past. The holiday was a festival of the hearth and home and a celebration of the lengthening days and the early signs of spring. Celebrations also involved hearth fires, special foods like butter, milk, and bannocks, for example. Divination or watching for omens, candles, or bonfire if the weather permitted. Fire and purification were an important part of the festival. The lighting of candles and fires represented the return of warmth and the increasing power of the sun over the coming months. At Imbolc, Bridget's crosses were made and a doll-like figure of Bridget would be paraded from house to house. 
To receive her blessings, people would make a bed for Bridget and leave her food and drink, while items of clothing would be left outside for her to bless. Bridget was also invoked to protect homes and livestock. Feasts were had, holy wells were visited, and it was also a time for divination. Visitors to holy wells would pray for health while walking sunwise around the well. Then they would leave offerings, typically coins. Water from the wells was used for blessings. A Scottish Gaelic proverb about the day is, The serpent will come from the hole on the brown day of bride, though there should be three feet of snow on the flat surface of the ground. So Imbolc was believed to be when the Kalik, the divine hake of Gaelic tradition, gathers her firewood for the rest of the winter. Legend has it that if she wishes to make the winter last a good deal longer, she'll make sure the weather on Imbolc is bright and sunny so that she could gather plenty of firewood. Therefore, people would be relieved if Imbolc is a day of foul weather, as it means that Kalik is asleep and winter is almost over.
So, Imbolc is the festival of the maiden, or from this day to the 21st of March, it's her season to prepare for growth and renewal. Bridget's snake emerges from the womb of the Earth Mother for, to test the weather, and in many places, the first crocus flowers begin to spring forth from the frozen Earth. Deities of Imbolc include all virgin maiden goddesses, Bridget, Aradia, Athena, Inanna, Gaia, and Februa, and gods of love and fertility, Angazag, Eros, and Februas. Imbolc symbolizes purity, growth, and renewal, the reunion of the goddess and the god. Also, the fertility and dispensing of the old and making way for the new. Now, symbols that you could use for Imbolc are besoms, white flowers, candle wheels, bridges cross, priapic wands, and plows. Colors for Imbolc, of course, are white, pink, red, yellow, green, and brown. Some Imbolc herbs are angelica, basil, bay laurel, blackberry, calendon, coltsfoot, heather, iris, myrrh, tansy, violets, and all white or yellow flowers. As part of your Imbolc celebration, eat, like, eat foods like pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, poppy seed cakes, muffins, scones, and breads, all dairy products, peppers, onions, garlic, raisins, spiced wines, and herbal teas. Incense for Imbolc are basil, bay, wisteria, cinnamon, violet, vanilla, myrrh. Stones of Imbolc are amethyst, bloodstone, garnet, ruby, onyx, and turquoise. Some activities to mark Imbolc would be candle lighting, stone gatherings, snow hiking and searching for signs of spring, making of bride's beds, making priapic wands, decorating plows, feasting, and bonfires, of course, may be lit. This is traditionally a time of purification, so clean your house. Put out food like cake, buttered bread, and milk outside your door. Bridget and her cow will walk through the neighborhood that night and will appreciate your offering. Leave a silk ribbon on your doorstep for Bridget to bless. It can also be used for healing purposes. Meditate upon what you would like to see grow in health and strength this year for yourself, your family, your community, the earth, and ask for bride's blessings upon your prayers. Thank you. 
Candlemas Day be sunny and bright, winter again will show its might. If Candlemas Day be cloudy and gray, winter soon will pass away. If Candlemas Day be fair and bright, winter will have another fight. If Candlemas Day be shower and rain, winter is gone and will not come again. It's traditional upon Imbolc at sunset or just after ritual to light every lamp in the house, if only for a few moments or light candles in each room in honor of the sun's rebirth. Alternately light a kerosene lamp with a red chimney and place this in a prominent part of the home on a, or in a window. If snow lies on the ground outside, walk in it for a moment, recalling the warmth of summer, and with your projective hand, trace an image of the sun on the snow. Foods appropriate to eat on this day include those from the dairy, since in bulk marks the festival of calving, Sour cream dishes, spice and full-bodied foods in honor of the sun are equally attuned. Curries in all dishes made with peppers, onions, leeks, shallots, garlics, or chives are also appropriate. Spiced wines and dishes containing raisins 
all foods symbolic of the sun are also traditional. In bulk celebrates the return of the sun after winter on this night, which Romans dedicated to Venus. All the candles in the house were lit and torches carried outside to welcome the return of the sun. Gather all our arms can carry I have love 
If you're a solitary or if you're a member of a small eclectic group, here's an in-bulk ritual that you might like. Place a circle of 13 stones on your altar. Within the circle of stones, place a circle of 13 candles. Within the circle of candles should be spread some cornmeal, and in that, place a waxen female candle to symbolize the goddess on your altar. On the eastern side of your altar, you should place a small sheaf of grain with a candle inserted inside that. Now, bathe in some salt water before the ritual. As you do so, picture the water cleansing your soul and your spirit, just as it cleanses the body. When you've dressed, anoint yourself with holy oil. Once you have prepared yourself, sit in a low-lighted, quiet place and light a candle candle that's not being used in the rites and meditate on the goddess in her fiery aspect now take this candle and walk to your altar place it in the circle of the 13 candles then light the two altar candles now light all of the quarter candles in the four directions starting in the east and going clockwise cast your circle in your usual way and invoke the goddess by saying these words sacred womb giver of the secrets of life mother of all that exists in the universe i ask your guardianship of this gathering and your assistance in my work i'm gathered in celebration of your gifts and my work is most holy so mote it be now invoke the god by saying these words fire of the sky guardian of all that exists in the universe I ask your guardianship of this gathering and your assistance in my work. I'm gathered in celebration of your gifts and my work is most holy, so mote it be. Light the 13 candles and then the goddess candle in the center and say these words. Warm and quickening light, awaken and bring forth beauty for thou art my pleasure and my bounty, Lord and Lady. Reflect for a moment on the coming of the light and offer up some incense and say these words O ancient ones timeless goddess and sacred king who art the heralds of springtime and its bounties be with me now in celebration hail to the goddess and the god harvest giver and blessed lady let this be a time and a place sacred to your power and your beauty so mote it be light the candle that is in the sheaf of grain and hold it up with the loaf of bread in the other hand and say these words lord and lady as the seed becomes the grain so the grain becomes the bread mark the everlasting value of our seasons and their changes now break the piece of bread or cake off and burn it as an offering in the central candle and say these words in the deepest icy winter the seed of earth lies deep within the womb of the great mother the spring brings the, the heat of the fire and with their joining comes new life the completion of the cycle brings food to the children of the world as i taste the food i shall know the wisdom of the cycles and be blessed with the food of wisdom throughout my life now consecrate the cakes and the wine or the juice in your usual manner and partake of them but first raise your chalice and say these words hail to the goddess hail to the god for thou art blessed and then after this commune in meditation with the lord and lady for a while and then close the circle in your usual manner
Whatever the true etymology of the name may be, is a festival related to the return of light in spring. Thalcha Moharada, Ismishe Kevin Makriyen, Thalcha Rash, Hun Dun Lug. The dating is probably originally derived from solar calculations. For instance, the Chinese system which calculates Li Hun, their spring festival, to begin around February 4th, tied to the celestial longitude of the sun at 315 degrees. As a matter of fact, if you look at the timing of the quarterly seasonal calculations of traditional Chinese festivals, they match up nearly exactly with the Gaelic ones, which tells us that they are likely calculated using a similar method, which is the solar inclinations, which gives further credence to St. Patrick's observation that the Gaels were primarily solar worshippers, which I think this video will to some degree help to illustrate and hopefully break the idea that solar worship simply means you worship the sun god when in fact it really means that you worship a whole host of powers which are thought to derive from the sun and which do in actuality derive from the sun. So it's been thought that since the main celebrations were not on the solstices therefore that the Gales and the Celts in general paid no attention to the solar movement. On the contrary, it seems that they had a very refined method of tracing and calculating solar influence. It's unthinkable that we would see such a parallel uh, between the Gaelic and the Chinese dating without a similar solar dating method being used. Now, the goddess associated with Imaluk is Brigid or Brigid. But who really is she and why is she associated with this date? Most of what we know about Brigia comes from extrapolations from Saint Brigia, brief comments about her in Cormac's glossary, a very brief mention in the Lower Gaval and a small role in the Second Battle of Maitura, where she is the wife of Bress, whose son Ruadan tries to kill Gleivniu, but uh, is himself killed. Now in the battle she doesn't seem to take an active part on either side but this could be said for many of the gods and isn't very conclusive. For instance Angus MacOlg, although depicted at the start of the second battle uh, doesn't appear to have a role in the battle itself. Nevertheless we are told in one of the Dinshanahas that in fact he served as a battle commander for Indech, the king of the Fomorians. Cormac's glossary identifies her as being a goddess of the bards, and that there are three breaches, one of poetry, one of smithing, and one of healing. She is often thought to variously correspond to Victoria or Minerva in Roman Britain. Victoria is often featured alongside a god associated with Mars, and seems to have been how the Brigantes tribe, who had her as a special patron goddess, interpreted her. From our understanding, however, it would seem that she is more akin to Minerva, as she is less seldomly represented. In any case, her origin and identity is as the goddess of dawn, one of the oldest Indo-European deities. Uh, for instance, her name actually derives from a by-name of the goddess of dawn, uh, Ushas, in the Rig Veda. She therefore represents awakening, uh, mentally and spiritually, the return of the sun, the birth of light and day, 
and the birthing also of animals and humans. She was not strictly speaking, however, a mother goddess, though likely associated with assisting in childbirth and other things associated with that. She is associated most strongly with fire, being a protector against fire, being immune to fire, uh, tending a sacred fire, and might have even represented uh, the fire in a domestic capacity. Uh, thus her association with smithing, but also the mental fire required for poetry, music, and the arts. However, strictly speaking, Brigia, or Bridget is not the fire itself. She is not the fire goddess, but she is the bringer of the fire, uh, related to the bringer of day and the fire of the sun. Uh, Saint Brigia is strongly associated with providing food and milk, including having a cow that could be milked three times a day and meet everyone's needs. Laura Gavala Meherin says that she had two royal cows, Fay and Men, who give their names to Mag Femen. And this is where the wormhole sort of begins. Most generally, she is said to be the daughter of the Dogda. Now, the Dogda is most probably, in my opinion, a continuation of the Proto-Indo-European Skyfather figure who is usually the father of the Dawn Goddess. However, the Laurakvala also associates her, or even calls her, by the name Dil. It is said that Brija had two royal cows, Fay and Men. In some versions, it points out that these cows were actually the cattle of Dil. Dil is further identified in the Denshenahas as the daughter of Lul Makethlu. She was said to have brought the cattle from her father over the sea to Magfemen. Now, this could just be a coincidence of confused identities, but it is repeated several times. However, to add to the strangeness, consider also that St. Brigia does not alone possess the day of February 1st, but that honor is shared with St. Darlugdach, meaning daughter of Lug. In the myth, Darlugdach is a close confidant and a sister or uh, or a child figure to Bridget. She is known for putting coals in her shoes and walking upon them in order to resist temptation. This likewise associates her with fire. Both the Dagda and Lug are associated with fire. The Dagda is sometimes called or said to have a son called Aid, meaning fire, while Lug is often called burning, blazing, fiery, red, hot, uh, the one who never cooled, etc. Furthermore, Lug is the sun-bringer and the powerfully growing furious man of the eye. His association with the eye extends to his famous mortal son, Kuhulan, but can also be found in various tales in the Denshenahas. The eye is most certainly related to the aspect of the sun as the all-seer, and is so identified with the sun in the Gaelic tradition that the Indo-European for sun, soul, becomes the word, uh, the Gaelic word for eye, soul. Three gods are identified with the sun as their eye in the Rig Veda, the earliest Indo-European religious text, Varuna, Mitra, and Agni. A separate video is required for that specific topic, but let us accept for now that Lug is strongly carries elements of these deities related to the sun, sky, light, oath, kingship, and fire. All these deities are associated with bringing the dawn, 
Thus, we can take a few guesses, uh, though none can be effectively proven, I think. The first is that Breja may have been originally known by another name in Gaelic. However, despite what some people believe, she is not the manifestation of Bowen. She is a dawn goddess, not a mother goddess. In saintly form, she is associated with the birth of Christ because Christ, um, in the Gaelic tradition uh, especially, is associated with the sun and light. In her most authentic representation in Roman Britain, she is represented as either Victoria or Minerva, neither of which are mother goddesses. Another interesting possibility is that Brigia and Lu are sharing opposite festivals because they are primarily associated with the opposite times of the year and the opposite time of day in some respect. Now, Brigia is the equivalent of uh, Ushas, the Vedic dawn goddess, uh, as I've mentioned one of whose by names is actually etymologically linked uh, and means the high one. So that's the meaning of Bridget's name, that's the meaning of Brigia is the high one. Lu, though associated with fire, including lightning, the sun, internal mental fire and energy, etc., is likewise one who often appears at night, has the sunrise, sunset, and midnight as his most auspicious times, and is closely associated with bringing sleep, dreams, visions, transformative mental states. His festival is the start of the traditional dating of autumn, marking the beginning of the decline of the sun. Thus, like Savitar, the great solar impeller, or Mitra Varuna, he nonetheless is associated with the sunset as well as sunrise, and interestingly also represents the sun during the night. A hymn to Ushas, this, the dawn, begins, Savitar, God of all men, hath sent upwards his light, designed for all mankind, immortal, through the God's power that I was first created. Dawn has made the universe apparent. So Savitar is thus lifting the sun upwards from beneath the horizon, which creates the state of dawn, Brigid. The sun is supported from a force underneath, which is identified with the god Savitar, who impels uh, the singing of birds and also puts them to slumber, as his outstretched golden arms rise up and set the sun. Dawn is thus created by this upward motion, uh, and the dawn diffuses the sun's light through the sky and the air as Savitar extends his arms. This solar energy is expressed as cattle, thus the cattle originate with the sun, but are first milked or diffused into the world by the dawn. In Celtic terms then, or specifically Gaelic terms then, this is the cattle of Dil, the Splendid One. That's what Dil means, Splendid One, or Shining Splendid One, something to this effect. Daughter of Lug, which are the prana or energy radi radiated from the sun, are tended and milked by Brigia, creating the dawn as the sun is impelled onwards by Lug's red skillful hands and long arm. The contrast between Imbolg and Lunasa is then the rising and the setting of the sun, the beginning and the ending, the spring and the autumn, the morning and the evening, the sowing and the reaping. Trying to piece together what might have been the original pre-Christian myth of the goddess 
and the festival of Imaluk is interesting but likely impossible. However, it is not necessarily important because we have a clear understanding of who the deity is and thus we can understand her actual metaphysical, spiritual, psychological role in the world. Uh, if the Sky Father is the father of dawn or whether the fiery solar impeller is the father of dawn or whether uh, Darlugdach is supposed to be a byname for Brija. Uh, this is it's probably most likely that there is a strong connection there but we we really just can't say for certain what that is and it depends on how one sees it but the myths are merely stories the goddess is the state of dawn and everything that it represents in the physical world but also in our consciousness the birth of light the fire of the sun the illumination out of the darkness the kindling of the day the arouser from slumber and likewise the brightener of the mind and thus the relation to poetry crafting and skill the festival of Imaluk likewise is related to the same concept within the annual seasonal cycle. However, the dawn also symbolizes the passing of time and the cycle from one day to the next. It causes us to age, causes time to progress. I'd like to give a big thanks to my Patreon subscribers. If you'd like to support this channel, please like, share, and think about supporting us through Patreon as well, or giving a donation through the website. So here are a few things that you could do to help you connect with the energy of Imbolc. Bless your candles for the coming year. Burn Yule Greens to send winter on its way. Since Bridget is the goddess of poetry, write a poem in her honor and read it aloud during any Imbolc ritual that you may have planned. Cleanse and reconsecrate your ritual tools and clean your altar. Ritually cleanse your home and start your spring cleaning. On Imbolc Eve, leave buttered bread in a bowl indoors for the fairies who travel with the Lady of, green, of the Green Wood, now, and the next day dispose of it as the essence of it will have been removed. Start something artsy and craftsy. One idea is the stress relief pillow. Now for this you'll need one part bay leaves and three parts mugwort, half part cloves, one part lavender, and one part rose. Take a quarter cup of flaxseed, buckwheat, or corn cob ground, add three drops of lavender, three drops of rose essential oils, mix everything together, and put it in the pillow. Make the pillow in any size that you like. This could be placed under a regular pillow at night or hung above the bed. Now, I love to make trace leches cake for Imbo. And if you want to give it a try, this is what you're going to need. For the cake itself, you're going to need nine eggs separated, one cup of sugar, one tablespoon of vanilla extract, two cups of, of all-purpose flour. And then for the sauce, you're going to need one 14-ounce can of sweetened condensed milk, one 12-ounce can of evaporated milk, one cup of uh, regular milk, and one tablespoon of vanilla extract. For the topping, you're going to need two cups of heavy whipping cream and a quarter cup of confectioner's sugar. Now, that serves 10 to 12 people, okay? So, to prepare, preheat the oven to 
to 360 degrees, butter a 9 by 13 inch pan, lining the bottom with a piece of parchment paper cut to fit the pan. Pour the egg whites into the bowl of your mixer and beat them on medium high for about 4 to 5 minutes or until they hold soft peaks. Slowly stir in the sugar and continue beating until they hold hard or more stiff peaks. And then turn off the mixer and with a spatula move the egg white mixture into a large mixing bowl. Now rinse out the bowl of the mixer and its whisk. Now pour the four egg yolks into the bowl of the mixer and beat them on medium high heat for about five to six minutes or until the egg yolks become creamy, puffy, and their color is toned down to an almost cream color rather than a loud yellow. Stir in the vanilla and continue beating for another minute or so, and then turn off the mixer. Pour the egg yolk mixture into the egg white mixture and with a spatula in evolving motions, combine them into a homogeneous single batter. Do so gently, trying not to lose much volume from the egg whites. When fully combined, fold in the flour, scraping in the bowl with the, with the spatula so that all the flour is well mixed. Now pour the batter into the prepared cake pan and place it in the oven for about 22 to 25 minutes or until a toothpick comes out clean. It can be a bit moist but not wet. The top of the cake should be tanned and feel fluffy when you touch it. Remove it from the oven and let it cool. Once it cools down, turn it onto a platter. Remove the parchment paper and cover the top with an ups upside down platter and invert that again. The platter should be large enough to hold the cake and the vanilla sauce that you're about to prepare. Using a fork, poke holes all over the cake so that it will better absorb the vanilla sauce. In a mixing bowl, combine the sweetened condensed milk, the evaporated milk, the whole milk, and vanilla extract, and pour the vanilla sauce over the cake. In the bowl of your mixer, mixer, whip up the heavy cream with the confectioner's sugar on medium-high speed until the mixing holds up stiff peaks about one to two minutes. Mix the whipping cream all over the cake. And then you go. Enjoy it. Thank you, lady, for the strength, the birds in flight, the wind and rain. Thank you, Lord, for the warmth of the sun, the food in our bellies, the lust and fun. Thank you, lady, for the strength, the winter and the ice, the birds in flight, the wind and rain, the summer of stolen. Thank you, Lord.
Okay, that was the Shining Wheel Pagan Chorus with Thank You Lady. And that spoken word piece was presented by um, um, a, an organization called Fortress of Lou. And the name of that was Bridget and Imbolc. It's available on YouTube. We also heard from Dar Williams doing February. And Laura Powers was in there with Winter of Dreams. Dolores Keene with Solid Ground. And we started this week's set off with Jenna Green doing Bridget. Now it's time for this week's Spiral Dance Spell of the Week. And this week's Spiral Dance Spell of the Week is for Friday, the 2nd of February in bulk. And this is called Dream Trending Spell. So, at bedtime, light a braid of sweet grass, extinguish the flame, but allow the braid to smolder. Wave the braid lovingly and with great care around your bedroom, motioning with your hand to encourage the smoke to drift in a snake-like stream over your bed and pillow. Dip the braid in spring water, making absolutely sure that no flame remains. Then put the braid away. Pour lavender water in a large bowl. Put your favorite seashell in the bowl of water. As you sleep, the bowl will act as a conduit for messages from the ancestors, nature spirits, and the great beyond. Place this under your bed or on your bed table. Replenish the water as needed over a period of two weeks. Write down your dreams in a journal. Read over them frequently. Messages revealed in the darkness of winter will have special meaning. Work each day to lift the shroud of darkness so that you can glimpse new growth and the coming light of spring. Understanding the mysteries of winter is at the heart of Imbolc and its celebrations. Okay, that was offered by Stephanie Rosebird and it appeared in the 2006 Witches Spell Day Almanac. So, um, give that spell a try. Send me an email at radiohawthorne at yahoo.com. Dance with Hawthorne. Here's Kiliana with Bridget. 
Okay, that was Kiliana right there from her CD, Lady Moon, and she was singing all about Bridget, and that's going to do it for me for this week. I want to thank you for joining me. I had a lovely time talking about uh, In Bulk. I love this holiday. It's definitely one of my favorite. Um, I hope that you enjoy the show, and I hope that you have a very, very blessed In Bulk wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I'll be back again next week with a brand new show. Until then, merry part, until merry meet again, blessed be.